Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. How convinced are you that you're talking to Ben, to, to the real Ben? Um, reasonably so. Okay, well, I didn't fool you with my slightly strange voice. Today, we are talking about deepfakes. Yay! <laughs> uh. Okay, well, um, well, we'll take a different approach than most news outlets do. You are listening to Linear Digressions. Well, we'll take a slightly nerdier approach, but we'll probably end up in the same place at the end of 25 minutes yeah. where we're good and <laughs> yeah. terrified of these things. So, yeah. deep fakes is not an official data science machine learning term. I, I mean, I don't know. What makes anything an official data science or deep learning term? I mean, it's it's like a real thing. It's uh, something that probably a lot of folks have been reading about in the news, especially as we're recording this in the last couple of weeks. I feel like there have been a lot of these there's the pelosi one there's the zuckerberg one there's Mm -hmm. the i can't remember what the other ones were but there have been quite a few of them um and i i guess what i mean by that is that the the term deep fakes kind of refers to the the end product and it doesn't really matter what technology you use to get there but but yeah so i guess uh what is a deep fake in case you've been living under a rock (laughs) (laughs) i mean in short the a deep fake is a computer generated like ai generated fake usually video let's use video as the example here but it could also be a picture it could be an audio recording yeah um but it's a video that looks real that isn't so the examples that you gave pelosi and zuckerberg these were the two high profile ones that i've seen in the last couple of weeks but with Pelosi, it was a video of her that was algorithmically slowed down so that she looked, as she was speaking, her her speech and her motions were slowed down so that she looked drunk when she was not actually drunk. The original video is available and she's was not drunk. The one of Zuckerberg was just, as far as I know, uh, just a wholesale fabrication of a video of Mark Zuckerberg sitting in his office talking to a camera about... I don't even actually know what. It was super weird. I I don't even know. <laughs> uh, but the point was, you know, here we're two. We're used to being able to look, watch a video, and trust that it's a faithful representation of something that actually happened. And here are two very prominent examples of artificial intelligence and neural nets being used to generate things that look real, like these really look real, and they are not. And also just a just a note on photos versus video. Um, we've been able to not not we, but I, I guess the human race has been able to fabricate photos for a very very long time. It's gotten easier and easier to just load up Photoshop, pull in a couple of images, and you know put someone's head on someone else's body and and. It's like I used to do it in high school just for fun with like members of my family. It was funny. But that was a very manual process. And video is much, much more difficult. It takes a lot of uh, expertise and a lot of time or money to create a fake video. And uh, so you need uh, a fairly powerful adversary with deep pockets and a lot of time to create a single video. These are different, though. Uh, Yeah, I mean, so you have the power of neural nets at your back and even think back to just a couple years ago like imagine you had the best computer animation software on the planet like 
most people could still tell when something was animated. Think of, I don't know, movies that had really good special effects. You could still mostly tell that something was like a little bit off about what you were seeing. Yeah. But the deep fakes are getting so good that people can't tell them from the real thing, which is which is really unsettling because especially in the case of the Pelosi video of the Zuckerberg video, these things get spread on Facebook, on Twitter, on you know social media, whatever. People think they're real because they look so real. And that's really scary. Yeah. And um, another thing that's just worth pointing out is that although they look fairly real right now, you know, maybe, maybe someone might say, okay, well, they don't look completely real. If you watch it closely, you know, you can kind of tell that something's a little bit off. But I mean, if the video is two seconds long, or if the person is not inspecting it to try to figure out if it's fake, it doesn't really matter. Not to mention that technology only improves with time. So like whether or not it's perfectly convincing right now kind of is immaterial. The point is that it's getting easier and easier and we're kind of in this new world now. Yeah. So let's talk about the technology here a little bit, because this is another example of something that we've talked about here once before, maybe a couple of years ago now. Um, But it has definitely come a long way (laughs) since then. So the underlying technology is what's usually called GANs, which stands for Generative Adversarial Network. And the idea of a GAN is roughly as follows. You have two neural nets, and one of them is a creator, and one of them is an inspector. So think of the creator as a, a counterfeiter. This is a person who, this is a, an entity making counterfeit bills. And the inspector is a person who inspects bills and tries to figure out if they're counterfeit. So the creator, when they first start, maybe they don't have a very sophisticated setup. Uh, So their first few examples of counterfeit bills are pretty easy to tell from the real thing. So the inspector, the inspector is rewarded for getting the classification right. And it says something like, well, I have a very simple algorithm. It's was this printed on a piece of photocopier paper? <laughs> if so, that's a counterfeit bill. But the counterfeiter is incentivized to sneak something past the inspector. So the counterfeiter will learn, okay, everything that's on photocopier paper is getting flagged, so I need to get smarter. I'm going to try a different kind of paper. And maybe it's one now that looks more like, you know, we're going to get $1 bills and start bleaching them and turn them into 20s or whatever you do in your counterfeiter. So this is this is the general idea where you have the generative network, that's the one that's creating the examples. And then the idea of the adversarialness is that you have the the two networks that are fighting with each other about in some in some conflict. Yeah, so this is this is very much a cat and mouse game, except that it can be very fast because uh, you don't you don't have like a human and an algorithm, you have an algorithm and an algorithm. Both of them can self-improve. And so I guess you could just kind of keep these algorithms going until, I don't know, they become sentient. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but <laughs> but like, I guess the, the limitations are not so much time or um, or anything in the physical world like they're like they're, they are with most cat and mouse games, I guess. It might be the, the structure of the networks themselves or the structure of the problem itself. Well, yeah. So, I mean, the place where we are right now is that this Pelosi video and Zuckerberg video are good examples. These algorithms are 
advanced enough that they can, in certain cases, make things that look really realistic. Now, I'm sure that there are certain types of caveats. There are certain types of videos that are probably more or less easy to create. But the technology in general has been pretty democratized in the sense that you don't have to be a an AI graduate student to be able to use some of this uh, software. It's just like floating around out there. And the second thing is that as far as I could tell in doing some research on this subject, you know, there are definitely people who are researching how good the the GANs are. This is to your earlier point, like even if we can sort of tell the difference right now, like they're improving so much that, you know, that's that's not something that's going to be maintained for very long. So at this point, it looks like for some of the better algorithms out there, the only way that you can detect which ones are fake anymore is not with humans, but with algorithms that are specially trained to pick out the ones that are fake. So a good example here is there have been some deep fake videos that have been made of, I think, President Obama. And as, as I think more as an example than anything else, I don't, I'm not sure that they were meant to be adversarial or anything, but there were very subtle mannerisms in his speech that the algorithm didn't pick up. And that was the way that you could tell them apart. Like if he's saying something sad, he puts his head down. If he's saying something happy, he puts his head up. There were some other examples where uh, the exact way that people blinked, that was the, that was the clue. Um, but these are, you know, this is the way that, that humans can distinguish anymore, which is, as you can tell, like, we're really, we're really coming up with like very, very subtle things here. So yeah, these and, and they're all surmountable problems too. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing is that as soon as someone is like, oh, well, here's the way that you, you beat, you figure out if it's a deep fake of Obama as you look at how the head is going, then of course someone's going to figure that out and put it back into the algorithm. So it's it's unsettling because of this arms race aspect of it that even the folks who are working on coming up with algorithms for sniffing out what the fake ones are. Um, it's very tough for them to stay ahead. And certainly, in general, if you have somebody who's good at what they're doing, they have a lot of resources, they're really dedicated, it's definitely within the realm of the possible in many cases for them to make something that uh, a human observer, it would look totally natural to them. Yeah. And I guess the most unsettling thing about this is that uh, I guess we don't really know the path forward exactly. Yeah, I mean, it. the the logical conclusion is that video becomes much less trustworthy than it is right now. Like, usually if I see a video of something, I'm used to thinking that it really actually happened somewhere. I think we'll start to doubt whether that's the case in the same way that we maybe have doubts around photographs right now, as you as you pointed out, because we know about Photoshop. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty uncomfortable place to be because we're used to being able to trust videos. And I think especially, we're not going to make this like a whole digression into politics or whatever, but in an era of fake news and whatnot, the idea that even things that have a lot of evidence, you know, video evidence of having happened, let's say it's real and it's real video evidence. Well, it's really easy for someone to wave that off and dismiss it as something that was computer generated. And likewise, it's really easy for someone with an agenda to generate a bunch of videos that are putting forward what looks like evidence for that agenda that's, in fact, all fake. This is a, a pretty 
sad place to end. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say. And so with that, we've arrived at, uh, I guess it took us a little less than 25 minutes. I think when we were, did we say this at the beginning of the episode on recording or when we were just chatting right before we started recording? I don't remember, but we said that we'll get to the 25 minutes and feel really uncomfortable and then we will <laughs> sign off because I don't, I don't know what the answer to this one is. We, it's one that I don't think there is a already answer for exactly how to deal with this particular problem. I don't know. We should do a little more of an outro than that. So I don't know if, uh, if this is your first time hearing about GANs, they're actually really interesting. I mean, they're kind of dangerous as you, as you can tell, but we'll include a link to one of the episodes we did on this a while back. And I guess in the meantime, um, this is one where I think you just kind of have to try to keep yourself educated to the best of your ability. I mean, one thing I will say as I was doing some some reading on this, is I mentioned that in general, humans can't tell the difference between fakes and not fakes. It's not exactly true. There's some research that I found that there was someone who in their lab was just walking around and asking some, some people that they knew, you know, take, kind of taking a small sample, like giving them some de- some pictures that were fake and some that weren't and asking if them if they could tell which one was which. And in general, the people who had a better understanding of computers and AI and image processing and those kinds of things, most likely people who are kind of like the folks who listen to this podcast, they actually did much better at being able to visually distinguish them. Now, is that something that will still be true a year or two from now? I don't know. Like, I hope so. But I guess that's the only piece of advice is that if you if you're a person who cares about this and I think everyone should care about this, being able to know what's true and what's not. There is a little bit of evidence that just being educated on the subject and having a rough idea of what these algorithms are and kind of how they work is does have some effectiveness in being able to tell when you're seeing one or not. So go out there and keep paying attention to this stuff as it's developing, because I'm sure it will continue to develop. Linear Digressions is a creative commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at Lynn Digressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.